In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovis.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and don't go gently, y'all. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short-sleeve moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. Hey, guys. Kurt here. I am filling in for this week's veteran shout out for Doug because Doug is, he's still working actually, and uh, I'm in the studio. So I figured I would go ahead and take over this week's veteran shout out. Uh, the veteran shout out is brought to you every week by HHA USA, United in Service Members and Archery, helping service men and women get back into the outdoors. Uh, for more information, uh, you can actually aim to submit your own veteran shout out. WorkingClassBowHunter.com forward slash veteran shout out has all the information on a operation HHA USA, the video on there, everything about them. And then you can scroll down look at their 3d shoot schedule. And then you can actually submit your own veteran shout out. You can submit yourself or um, anyone else really you want to submit. It's all there. Help us with how to pronounce names and stuff like that, because we're kind of dumb, uh, but we try our best. You know what I mean? So, um, these all go to Doug, by the way, and Doug sent me one over, um, this week. And, and I'm sorry if I don't pronounce anything correctly. Uh, the veteran is Fred Smith. That's an easy one. Uh, this was submitted by Jeff Chantal. Um, he's United States air force. Uh, he's in the air force for 10 and a half years. He was law enforcement and an investigator. He was stationed at Shepard AFB, Texas, Sonstrom AFB and Greenland, Plattsburgh, AFB in New York, and RAF, Alkenbury in England. I don't know what any of that stuff means, but it sounds complicated. <laughs> um, Jeff says, he is my uncle and godfather and avid outdoorsman, and the reason my brothers and I hunt. Thank you for, for that and your service. Um, awesome. Short and to the point. We appreciate that. Thanks, Jeff, for submitting that. Thank you, Fred Smith, for your service. Uh, we appreciate that, man. Um, hope everything is going well right now, and Best of luck to all you guys this fall. And, uh, yeah, because of you guys doing what you do, it allows us to do what we do and kind of talk shit here on the podcast. So uh, we appreciate you more than you know. Um, guys, if you want to submit someone, please go to workingclassbowhunter.com forward slash veteran shout out, and we will get to it. We promise. It might take us a while, but we'll get to it. Appreciate you. Podcast is presented by Elite 
archery. Super thankful for that partnership. Uh, I'm shooting the remedy. I'm shooting the result 36, the big boy. And Todd's in here. He's not on that elite train yet. Yeah, what's that about? Yet. We're going to see if we can't get him to take the shootability challenge, which means just go shoot one. You I'm might, in. I'll do that this year. You might really I'll love it. it. You got it. Or you know what? You could go to a place, shoot an elite. If you don't buy it there, you go online and use code WCB to order a bow through elite and have it shipped to your local dealer. So I like that. We win twice, brother. And so does your local dealer. They get a. Uh, we all win. Support yeah. the local biz, and you save some money. Who doesn't like that? It's good for everyone. And you get a better shooting bow. <laughs> a better shooting bow than whatever you're shooting now. <laughs> um, also, the podcast is brought to you by Big Time, uh, bigtime.com, code WCB2021. I checked my plot, so I planted a, a few weeks ago, and then it downpoured for three days straight and then got hot. All my plots are popping, and they're looking real nice. Real nice? I did two Buck Brunch plots. Two clover plots. Nice. I'm excited. Doug, what about you? Oh, uh, let's say I put out the the 360 big time feed for the cameras. It's probably gone in probably less than a day now. Just, Just trying to keep up with batteries. trying to keep up with them. Yeah, that's my memory cards. Are, yeah, my memory cards up. are running out real fast, but it's going great. So, are you putting the spy point cell cams on them? On the feed? I am not, because... Eric is, and I, I'm like, you're putting your cell cam on the feeds? I mean, that's cool. Dude, no, I could, I could not do that. Working overtime. My bill would be through the roof. <laughs> the unlimited plan. Yeah, I, I, I would have to. Yeah. The Insider Club. This is a shared plug. That's oh, what's yeah. great about our insider partners. Club. They all kind of mesh together. Maybe I'll, yeah. I'll be in the Insider Club and just go through my... My phone would go off 24-7, though. It's a problem. <laughs> just do it. And you enter to win free stuff if you're in the Insider Club. I do like free like stuff. Like a truck. And a Rogue Ridge e-bike. That's something that we got to throw in there. So we are partnered with Spy Point Trail Cams. And I love them. we got the cell links. They're affordable. Um, I want to talk about one new camera that I just got that I have to get out here. Um, if you guys are watching this uh, or listening to this, uh, check out the Link S Dark. It has, like, its own little solar panel on the top of it. Oh, nice. So I'm pretty excited to put that out. I'm going to do a few... It, by the time this launches, like right now, I'm probably doing that work. I'm going to make one more mow on the property I can hunt, switch some cameras around, and then I am off and not coming back till I'm hunting. That's the plan. So the Link S Dark is going to be out there. But if you join the Insider Club, you can win a bunch of points, or points, prizes, all that stuff through Spy Point. Um, Rogue Ridge teamed up with them and threw in an e-bike as one of the prizes along with a truck and all, all sorts of other crazy stuff. Um, and the e-bike, I believe it's the... RM750, which is the one that I ride. Eric rides the RF750. That's the folding one. They call it the turkey hunting e-bike. Uh, the RM750 is, you know, like your traditional framed bicycle. Yep. Um, tear it up on that thing. Um, a little, probably a little too hard. Uh, but, no, I'm going to get her ready and riding smooth, ready to move in and out of some stands and entry and exit. Um, Scent Crusher, ScentCrusher.com. The Halo Series generator is... You charge it. It's wireless. It's, per it's perfect. You take it with you wherever you need to go. I have been using the... They get, if, so if you go to the Halo series, scentcrusher.com uh, forward slash shop, they have the plus personal use generator, and you actually fill it with water, so like it basically spits out moisture while it runs ozone. Mm. And I've been using that... Uh, I'll be honest with you. I use it after I poop right now, just testing it out. And uh, the wife has not complained once. Oh, wow. So Not once. She knows better than to complain anyway, but I feel like her, um, she doesn't actually notice it now. You know what I mean? 
terrible, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Terrible bomb percent crusher there. <laughs> um, but no, they have a ton of options. That's just one of their new items. They have the traditional, you know, the roller bag, the gear bag, the new covert closet. It's basically a roller bag that turns into a scent crusher closet for you mm-hmm. if you travel from camp to camp. So check that out. And Old Barn Taxidermy. Um, it is the place you go when your hunt is over and you're ready to put that critter on the wall. Yep. Um, have you been to Old Barn yet, Todd? Not yet, but I still need to get uh, some work done to some deer that I killed last year. So oh. I got to I gotta get on that. You don't have them deer anywhere yet? No, they're sitting in my basement. Are you kidding me? No, I'm serious. Yeah, you got to get you out to Old Barn. Yeah, yeah you need to take a trip. They're yeah. quick, too. And now would yeah. probably be a good time to do it because if you dropped them off now, you're not waiting in line. Yeah, for sure. So if you got them in, you'd be like basically the first whitetails in line. Because I, I, I'm sure they got – I'm waiting on my two, but I took them in late. Uh, I'm waiting on mine, too, but I shot mine. You know, really late. season. Yeah. But also, we're, we have special treatment, so that either means we get them first or we get them last. Yeah. Don't matter to me. Not complaining. Yeah, exactly. But you, I, know, I know they're in good hands, so right. don't bother me. Now would be a good time to probably take them in, honestly. Going to have to look into that. Old Barn Taxidermy, Fort Madison, Iowa. Two studs. What's up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just tell them. The podcast sent you. Jeez. Um, I'm going to talk to Sam about doing the, Sam from Old Barn, about doing the, uh, hey, I'm a working class bow hunter listener, and then get entered for a free shoulder mount at the end of the season. So check out Old Barn Taxidermy or a drop-off location for Old Barn Taxidermy near you. Our studio might become an official drop-off location. Mm. We got to do a little bit of work to make yeah. that possible, but it, it could happen. So moving along to the episode, hope you enjoyed this. Hope you learn a thing, and thank you for being here. Also, if you want, go to iTunes or wherever you listen. Give us a rating. Give us a five-star. Tell everybody how much you love us. Yeah, I mean, five-star don't hurt anybody, right? Yeah, I mean, come on. We deserve it. <laughs> Doug has this mustache for you to give a five star rating, yeah. and and you're not going to do anything less than five. You're disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on to the episode. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Run, run, run. Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Hunt from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. Welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. It is episode 469. Wow. Oh, wow. 69. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Uh, we thank you for being here and tuning in uh, week after week, or maybe this is your first time. Welcome aboard. Hopefully you can stay for week after week from now on. Uh, in the studio, myself, Kurt Geyer. Doug Schmidt. Randy Birdsong. Thank you for coming, sir. Man, thanks for having me. I'm glad to have you here, man. I'm glad you're Appreciate happy. Appreciate it. We got? Yeah, I'm, I'm Joe Humphries. I'm <laughs> here to spread my seed and not talk about music preferences. Oh, oh spread your seed. Oh, wow. <laughs> glad you're here, Joe. Thank okay, you very thank much, you. sir. All right. That's how it's going. Moving around the table. Dustin Reese. Thank you for being here, hey, sir. Thanks for having me. And as always, Eric Common. Hey, 
Thank you for being here. Hey, you're welcome. I'm um, here. I want to say Appreciate you guys you. showed up. The time of recording, the new Windsor Rodeo is going on right now. This is the first day of kickoff. When you guys walk up, there's legitimately the parade. Dude, you talk yeah. about a hoedown. It is a hoedown. Well, In more Joe, than one way. I, I, there's tons of hoes and a hoedown. <laughs> hey, can't beat it with a stick. <laughs> and there's some tractors there, too. <laughs> I've seen some tractors. Well, but, Randy's calling Joe, and he Joe hands me the phone, tell him where to go. I'm like... I don't know where the fuck you should go. <laughs> I don't know this town that well. Dude, we There's walked like halfway streets. to Missouri. I mean, it. It. we walked at least 47 miles. So you miles. drove six hours and then walked at least four, right? Dude, I've never seen a parade so big in a town of 300. It was It was pretty incredible. Though. It was a hell of an It entrance. was a sight to see. Honestly, I, I didn't know. Like, this is what New Windsor is known for, their rodeo. Like, it goes on from now until through the weekend. And the parade, you know, I was like, oh, cool. How big can it be? I thought it'd be, like, fairly quick. And this is the first time I watched the whole thing, and I'm like, Hell, I'm, I'm liable shit. to go down there and get on one of them buckarooskies. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> shit the bed. God bless it. <laughs> All right. Is the rodeo going on right now? Um, I don't think. I think. I don't know, because it's like a carnival, and I'm ignorant, too. I haven't been since I was, like, a little kid. I see. Um, now we're part of the community, so now we have to. Like, next year we're going to sponsor the thing, and we'll be in the parade and all that. Next year you guys got to come down and sign up for mutton busting. Yes. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. Hey, we've been a part of that before. Oh, yeah. We can just make this, like, the tradition from now on. You guys come down every time there's a rodeo, and we'll record. I like this. I love it. I love how reckless this is getting already. Already. Well, fellas, let's make the quick introduction for you guys. That way we can just get into whatever we want to get into from here. Um, So you guys, obviously, you guys have been in this game a long time. And I'll let you guys give the project the introduction as it needs to, whoever wants to take it away. But that's going to be the focus, and I imagine it's going to be all sorts of fun around this uh, main topic of conversation. Yeah, man, we're pumped up. It's a, it's a project that we've been working on for, kind of had in the works for a couple years, but last year it kind of come to fruition with, you know, me and my best friend Dustin and my dad and my brother buying a particular piece of ground in Missouri. Mm-hmm. We named the Raven uh, Ranch, so we kind of based this project around that called the Raven Project, and man, honestly, you know, the long and short of it is we wanted that old school deer camp feel, you know, yeah. I mean, we're just normal dudes at the end of the day. I mean, lucky enough to have a, you know, finally get a piece of, of hunting ground or a, of our own, but it was a very raw piece of ground. Like yeah. we didn't walk into a piece that was, manicured you know, well, well, yeah, manicured, just ready to walk in and start hunting. I mean, I'm talking, this is a raw piece of just straight timberland that we started from the ground floor up and Really, like I said, man, making it special, being able to to buy that particular piece a piece of ground with with Dustin and my my brother and my dad and and just the old school deer camp is how we all grew up. So mm-hmm. we want to get back to that absolutely. And and yeah. we thought, you know, my idea from the get go was if we can, you know, we're only allowed to do so much on the on the TV side, and we can only do so much from one particular place. So we want yeah. this whole project to be basically based around that farm in Missouri. And if we can take and kind of make a hybrid approach to where we have the deer camp feel, we have the entertainment, we have the reality around that, but also have the educational side to be the other half of the show. Yeah. So if we can blend those in together, use what we know from the whitetail side of things and what we don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's mm-hmm. just, there's more that we don't know than what we do know. Right. right. And that's, that's the other thing is we're not, we're not going to go on there and claim to know everything. We want the viewer to engage in what we're doing and see the screw ups and the successes, because honestly, there's going to be more screw ups probably than there is success, but learn as we're learning with us and be entertained at the same time. And if you, you know, I think there's, I think there's particular 
kind of nuggets within the series that no matter if you're an amateur hunter, somebody getting, you know, barely getting into it, wanting to learn, mm-hmm. or if you're somebody that's been doing it for 30 years, I think there's different things there that you might pick up on that, hey, you know, these that's cool the way these guys are doing this. And they might, you know, there might be some takeaways even from the most advanced hunters mm-hmm. in there as well. So I think it's going to be a cool, um, I think it's going to be a cool project because from my eyes of being around the industry for as long as, you know, I've been fortunate to been in it probably 17 or 18 years now. So I've seen a lot of different projects, a lot of different shows and ideas that people had. And one thing that I kind of noticed over the years is it almost seems like people are either in it for the educational side or they're in it for the entertainment side, as far mm-hmm. as on the production, the producers. Right, right, right. So whenever, you know, we kind of started brainstorming like, man, what, what format might work for the majority of the people or what, what might be entertaining, you know, to capture an audience and, and hold them. It's like, man, we gotta we gotta come up with that recipe that's that's a good, you know, the ingredients are all there. The entertainment, the education, you know, it's fun, it's it's well produced. Kinda that halfway point. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Get get like a, a good mixture of that for the for the recipe. And I feel like that's a you know, for the average guy, I think that's cool because he wants to be entertained. He wants to see stuff yeah. that he, you know, he enjoys. He he wants yeah. to see the old Feel sword. involved. Yeah. I mean at the end of the day, you know, I, like I tell everybody, it's like we don't, we're not fortunate enough to have a half a million dollar lodge, and I'm not sure I'd want that. Like, dude, no, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah I mean, mm-hmm. seriously, like when you when you go into our farm, we call it the Rat Shack. That's our hunting camp. Like, <laughs> that's that. our cabin, and we <laughs> named it that because we got a huge ass rat named Splinter that lives in the upstairs. I'm talking about an 18 inch long rat. When I talk about a rat, I'm talking about a full grown rat. A fucking rat. It's oh, like a rat. Fucking, it's yeah. like a rat in, in New York City. Yeah, but this this is a 500 square foot total the mount, slab the slab m- cabin that was built probably in the 70s. I'm the talking m- about a match would do it justice. Right. You know, I mean, <laughs> the, mouse, I mean, the mouse motel. We ain't basing this thing around a freaking half a million dollar lodge, boys. I yeah. mean, we are rednecks at the end of the day. Yeah. And that's what we want to show because that's our audience. See, yeah, I love it, that, man. Go, sorry, Eric, go ahead. No, that's the thing. Like, I think a lot of people will be like, okay, I can relate to that or I want that. Well, exactly. What I, from what we're learning, because. I get. I don't know how this is sounds silly. This is like rap terminology. We're on the come up in the industry, right? Like we're we're learning more about it, kind of learning what it's like to be here. Um, we're kind of meeting more people in the industry, making our connections, and from like feedback from listeners or seeing what other people are saying, they're kind of craving what you're talking about because it goes one way. Guys appreciate like the good old boy style, the working class style. Yep. But then we'll have guests on that kill giant deer. And I love I love talking to everyone because we learn from all these different yep. people. Like I like talking to the regular guy all the way up to the dudes who have millions that are because everybody hunts a different way. There's something to pull from everyone. Well, yeah, exactly. When we have some of those millionaire type guys on the podcast that kill giant bucks, it's a lot of it is just people shitting on them. And I'm like, you don't understand. Like th- that's not working class. Blah 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 blah. But I'm like, but it is though, because everybody works for what they got. They're busting their ass the same way we are. Yeah, it's just they capitalize on opportunities a little differently than we did. Right. Good. That's wouldn't you do the same thing? Absolutely. Um, yeah. But that's exactly. what's cool about it. But I like what you're talking about. You kind of have this blend of uh, maybe not multi million dollar stuff, but you. I mean, you guys have the big farm, but then you guys are showing like the development and. Like it sounds like you got a little bit for everybody. On yeah, this. And, and and I think it's cool too because, like I said, and kind of touching on that, you know, the part of the farm that was whenever I said it wasn't well manicured, it was a raw piece of ground. You know, I've been in it 
like I said, the industry for probably 17, 18 years and all the way from the very get go, my always my end game, my end goal was to have my own piece of ground. Like yeah. from the very from the very get go. Mm-hmm. I think that's so, kind of everyone's goal that yeah, tries to get into like that's that, right? a serious that's a serious hunter that loves right. it, you know. Right. And and man, I've busted my ass for the last eighteen years to get to that point, and I still didn't have the kind of money that it takes to go <laughs> in and buy a well manicured farm. So it's sure. like, okay, what can we do? Because I'm at the point in my life to where I'm ready for this. I mean, I'm thirty seven years old. I mean. I still want to be able to enjoy it with my family, my dad, my brother, my best friend Dustin, and have Damn, time. Thirty seven, you've been in the industry for that long. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I got in right around twenty years old, so I was I was still shitting in my diapers at that point. I still do that to this day every once in a while. You're still pissing your pants. I'm sure. Yeah. Hey, I've seen it's not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you piss yourself. You don't shit yourself as often. But you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know I, mean, I think it's I think it's cool though because, like you said, I mean. It, you know, even though we're fortunate enough to buy, you know, it took four of us to do it, and we were fortunate enough to buy a particular piece of ground. We we still we still was scraping the 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 penny bank to get that raw piece of See ground. See how to make it work. But it's thing, cool. Yeah. It's cool on the flip side of that too, because man, I think honestly, it makes you it makes you appreciate stuff more. You go into a piece of ground that's completely raw that was not the best hunting ground. You know, we're we're in southeast Missouri, so we're talking about it actually on the way up here. It's like. You know, we're fortunate to live where we are, but it's literally the armpit of Missouri and the Midwest for big deer. I mean, we're mm-hmm. just, we just can't, we can grow a few, but we're not going to consistently grow giants there. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, it, I've always dreamed about owning my own piece of property. Yeah. And that first time you, you go to the bank, you sign the oh, papers, man. and you stand there at the gate and be like, this is mine. Well, dude, I'm going to tell you, last year, it this was mine. the first week in November, <laughs> I'd hunted a deer, and it was, we called him... Um, wide load and he was one of the first mature deer that we got on trail camera after we bought the place so sure. it's kind of you know he kind of was in your heart a little bit you right. know and i hunted that deer pretty hard and finally shot him the first week in november and dude he was a hundred maybe 125 inches mm-hmm. but you know a big mature deer for that part and, and i'm on telling you ground. on my own ground and and right. i've killed i've been fortunate to kill some big deer over the years that deer at 125 inches mm-hmm. meant more to me than the biggest deer that i've got on my wall because he come off our own place, we put in, you know, we put in the time. We went in, developed these food plots where we shot him. I mean, it just the deer literally, like I got choked up because I mean, it meant so much to me. That's, that's yeah. where it comes in. Where like you're like, I don't have to ask permission to put in food plots. No. I don't have to ask permission <laughs> for anything. I'm like, yeah. I can go in with a tractor. I can rip down all the trees in this place if I want yeah. to. That's right. But it's been a yeah. freaking process, man. I mean, it, you, when you do get a raw piece of ground like that, like you know, a lot of people don't realize and and us included of how much work actually goes into that we're like oh man we're pumped up we got this piece of ground like we're gonna go in there and hunt it's gonna be ready this year like nah once we got digging in there it's like yeah it's gonna be like a five-year process not not a six-month process and that's where we're kurt's coming in like saying hey we have listeners saying hey they're not working class they're not working class you guys are busting your ass on your Dude. own piece of property. People, yeah, if, to make moral it, of the story is, is people just see th- people with things and then get mad about it. Exactly. That's right. They just see what's it's on really, camera. They really see what's on camera. Jealousy. Now, all the work. Jealousy is a is a bad thing, man. And at the end of the day, I mean. We've been very blessed to be where we're at and, and get there, but dude, it's people don't see the headaches, they don't see the hurdles, they don't see the sacrifices that go in yeah. to stuff. You know, it, don't, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be in the hunting industry for that to happen. Any any anything yeah. successful person, there's a lot more that goes into that than what the outsiders see. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, and it would be it would be awesome if people could actually realize 
And just respect that. You yeah. don't have to yeah. appreciate it. Just respect it. Because, yeah, right. I mean, at the end of the day, dude, people, unless they were given what they have, they've worked their ass off for what they have. Exactly. Right. Well, what I want you guys to do a little bit, I know, um, so like Chip City is a part of this project, and Chip is one of our really good friends. And I'm, I'm bummed he's not here. I was texting him last night. I'm like, <sighs> damn it, dude, you got to get down here. Damn it, Chip. And Chip has, I think he from what you guys are talking about and kind of watching – um, by, by the way, uh, the Raven Project on YouTube, uh, go there and subscribe. You guys got some of like the the, the Raven Project opens on here. Kind of, I don't know. I, I call it the sizzle reel. I don't know if that's a proper term for it or not. But yep, it's uh, it's it looks cool, but it's like in Chip style. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of everything Chip does because Chip kind of has that skateboard wildcard background. Yeah, yeah. he's kind of different. Card. He's different. Yeah. You know, you never know yeah. what he's going to come out with. Right? And that was. I was so excited to get him involved in this project just because of that, because he is... Were, were you guys friends before? I've known you... Chip for a long time, you know, throughout the industry, but I'd never had a chance to work with him. And, you know, we're working with him and Jacob Kill, and we've got a... Cody Matson works on the project with us. We got a we got a pretty cool little group that everybody kind of has their own lanes, and, mm-hmm. and they know what they're doing, and they're getting stuff done. But, yeah, going back to Chip, man, he's just... He's just a freaking creative dude. I mean, even yes. back in the day, you know, when he was he was producing stuff for Bracket, I always loved his style and yeah. and what he done because he's 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 kind of living on the edge, like you said, man. He's in. Yeah. You look at so much of what gets produced in the outdoor industry and in the, the hunting space, and so much of it kind of is just monotonous and runs together. And then yeah. there's Chip. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he just he's he's, he's off the wall. He, he's his own man. And and when we went into this thing, I was like. You know, I, I'm always I've always been big about first impressions. It's like if you're going to come out with something in a saturated industry, you got to you better be damn well ready to stick out. Mm, yeah. And whenever I you know I started thinking about man, who are we going to get to produce this thing? Chip come to mind um, right off the bat because of just his way of being different. His editing style is different, and it's it stand anything he does stands out. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I wanted to make sure that we had is you know I wanted I wanted great content, but I also wanted it to be edited and produced in a way that it kind of had its own feel and, and look. So what's, what's cool about him? He pulls influence from other industries. Yeah. He does into his edit, like sk- the skateboard industry. Oh, I know. Like, you watch his Instagram, and it's like he's you know he's at the skate park. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. but it's cool. You know, I mean yeah. that's you, that's Chip. You, yeah. you honestly never know what the hell he's doing. No, right? What he's never going to do. Yeah. Right. What's cool about Chip, man, is he recorded with us several times. Yep. In our first first studio, which was like a closet, and so it was cool. So I want to get him here. Oh yeah. Just so he can like Chip. He, we miss you. Yeah, I told him I was like, you need to get down here. We miss but you, I think brother. it'd be kind of Come cool on, for Chip. him to see from the closet to our building. Yep. You know, it's like you know, and and I think it'd be cool too to get his perspective on this project as far as from a production standpoint of yeah. what goes through his head and kind of you know just on a daily basis whether he's in the field producing or whether he's sitting behind his computer, but just kind of get inside of his brain a little bit because he is such yeah. a cool, creative dude, man. Oh, I love being, I love being around him. Just, you know, just his personality <laughs> and hearing his crazy stories. And you, you don't, if you didn't know him, you'd almost sit back and go, man, is this dude full of shit? But then you know yeah. him. So you know that he, you know, yeah, his right. stories are legit. Right. 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 So, you know, that being said, you know, you guys, you guys are kind of, I think hitting a little bit of interest for everybody that's consuming outdoor content and kind of has, Different main interests in the outdoors, I think, really. I mean, you kind of cover a little bit of everything, and uh, what's what it's sounding like. Um, where was I going with that? I just completely fell on my face and my brain. brain. Fart. Yeah, I need to drink a little more, I think. <laughs> um, but but why not, you know, here's what I'm getting at. Why didn't you just continue what you had already were doing into this? Like, where did it, this idea kind of separate itself from what you were already doing? In Man, the honestly, like for the last couple of years, you know, just being being in the TV side of things, you kind of – 
get, you know, you kind of hold your hold your thumb on the pulse a little bit or try to and figure out kind of what things are doing now and where things are going. And not that, you know, TV is still, in my opinion, TV is still huge. It's still king. But I kind of saw the writing on the wall as far as being in the industry and seeing where manufacturers were putting their marketing dollars. They're starting to spread it out into the digital world. Mm -hmm. And my thoughts were, man, we need to we need to diversify what we're doing on the TV side, because I've always been, you know, on the business side of things, thinking, don't ever put all your eggs in one basket. You know what I mean? So, um so I had the idea to to kind of broaden into the digital stuff, but I really didn't. I wanted to wait until, number one, I thought the time was right, and two, till we had an idea or a concept that I thought would stand out. I didn't want to just come out with something that said, well, hell, that's just, that's another Headhunters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wanted I wanted to be different enough, on TV. especially when we went to our partners and different pa- new partners. We wanted them to see value in not only what we was doing in TV, but also this new project, what we were doing digitally, and hope that they bought into the idea that, hey, these guys are on two platforms, two totally separate projects, yeah. and they're and hitting, they're they're different. hitting different. It's different, different content, yeah. and they're hitting different viewership. Mm-hmm. You know, because at the end of the day, man, you know how the younger generation especially, I mean, dude, people's got phones in their hand 24-7. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it seems like to eight. me... Like the 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 viewer and the demographic on the TV side is your thirty five and up, where on the digital side the primary, you know, demographic is going to be your fifteen to thirty five year olds. Yeah, right. So with having two projects on two different platforms, I feel like now we're almost hitting a hundred percent of that. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes- so that's kind of where we were at, and then I really didn't have a you know a go to as far as when we were going to do a digital project or even what we were going to do it on. And then, like I said, we had the opportunity to purchase this farm last spring, and it just kind of the light bulb hit off in my head. It's like, okay, we got a raw piece of ground. How many deer hunters you know are out there that are viewers that? Whether or not they have their own ground, I think they would find interest in seeing somebody develop their own piece of ground from raw. Right. I was like, man, this this is the concept. Like, this is the format of the show. This is the show. Like, right. let's build a digital show around this. Plus, we're a bunch of freaking rednecks that have deer camp 30 days out of the year. I mean, right, I'd, right. I would rather live at deer camp as I would live at my house. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and our camp, you know, going back to our camp, I'm talking about this camp is the in rat shack. the rat shack the rat is in shack. the middle of the woods. I mean, I'm talking about no running water, no electricity. It's a cabin. It's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's, we've got a small bathroom and a, and a bunk room that's got eight bunks in it. And that's, that's the cabin, man. <laughs> that's it. See, and, and, that, and that's what I grew up with. It was us like, too. We, we had the generator out there to yep. get, to get power to the cabin. The sodi two holer. No, oh yeah. You had an outhouse. Yep. And everyone was. I mean, we had lights we, and running water at least, but no, I we didn't have that shit. Hey, I we, mean, we just you were hunting all you were hunting all day, and then, and then night everyone came to that deer camp. They drank beer and played cards. Yep, yeah. had a bonfire. That's I right. mean, every night okay. we That's got a right. campfire. But yeah, we run our camp off a generator, and we went in and did a little redneck ingenuity. We went in and we got an RV pump. Yep. And uh, an on-demand water heater. There so we got, got you can take a hot shower at the camp. We haul in water. We can't. We, we hold it in one of those big, uh, like chemical tanks. You know, it's like two hundred and fifty gallon. gallon. Yeah, that's what no we shit. did. We pumped it from the river. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's camp, man. But <laughs> river. Water. All right, Doug. We're going to Missouri this year. I you, mean, you dude. guys play euchre. What's that? You play euchre. What's euchre? 
Oh, oh come on. Never heard game. It's a card game. Never mind. That's, that's got to be a northern thing. Ah, come on. I, I don't know how to play any card games. <laughs> um, so where, you know, you're talking digital platforms, all that. Where can people find it? Yeah, so we're, we're airing, um, we're starting on Waypoint TV as far as the episodes will go there first. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later, we're going to air them on Realtree 365 oh, on cool. YouTube and then MOTV. So there'll be awesome. about four different platforms where they can they can get the content. Very but, cool. but they'll premiere on Waypoint each uh, okay. each episode, yeah. Will. Awesome. awesome. Cool, yeah. So anybody has really any of those, it's accessible. Very cool. And then, so people that might be like, why is Joe Humphreys at the studio table? Yeah, why is Joe here? That's Joe, a great question. How do you pull into all this? That's because he's like, hey, I had a shitty farmer. I need to make it better. <laughs> I'm going to call Joe. Yeah. Well, Is that how that went? Yeah. How, how does this pull? I need a lot of seeds. <laughs> yes. In the, he, he knows in, in the cellar, right? Where's, my, where's very, my seed guy at? He knows I'm very fertile. <laughs> um, so we all know that. So we, it's aggressive. We, we already work with headhunters. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, go ahead. Do your oh, special you, effects. You want that? Yeah. Beep, beep, beep. I just seed guy, <laughs> seed man. Oh, I got a We've big, been... t- I got a big time in the cellar for you. <laughs> got a bunch of seed for you. Sweet Jesus, he's got the seeds. Just carry on. <laughs> I'm, cutting right, out. I'm Joe. Go ahead. I'm go cutting ahead. that out as a soundbite. I, I don't even record. know what to say. Go uh, ahead. We've you... been working with hunters. What three? I'd say four. Four, four years. years now. Yeah, four years now, and. I mean, our relationship with Randy is a lot like with you guys, where mm-hmm. we're just, we just mesh. It's Yeah, it makes awesome. sense. It and, is what uh, it is. And last year, Randy's like, hey, why don't you come on out and bring the seed out? And then for the next three days, I'm planting food plots with him on the Raven. And it that it, worked it, to my advantage. It, it really worked out well. <laughs> Wrote Gordon in that one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I got to be there before this was even a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were still... Throwing roots out hey, of the damn. Oh yeah, you pretty much dump we the seed. Hey, we're still doing for lack of a better term, right? Yeah, I mean, and it's like a sardine in a it can. Was, it was really cool <laughs> to see his excitement of you know, hey, we just bought this. This is what we're going to do with it. And that the Raven Project wasn't even a thing then. I mean, we were just having a good time. I mean, I I love planting food plots and having fun, and yeah, we were just rolling with it. And then the the opportunity got presented to us. I mean, I we had the conversation and dude this is given like this yeah you're doing what everyone's dream is to to have that raw piece of property and do whatever the hell you want with it like yeah this needs to be shown like yeah. take this piece of property and make it a whitetail mecca that's what big time's all about mm-hmm. i mean it, it just made sense. and literally yeah. big time i mean they the line of products these guys have i mean we we legitimately use them on a daily basis when mm-hmm. we're out there whether you're talking about food plots whether you're talking about you know, screening food plots, whether you're talking about minerals, feed. I mean, yeah, they literally have a line of products that is catered to what we're doing right. on the farm. 365. 365. Right. Yeah. No, I love it. I figured that was worth kind of talking about, too. Is No, it, it, it was it was really cool. Like, I had so much fun out there. And plus, you, that you've worked with, with Chip. Right? Like, you and Chip have had a relationship yeah, it, for a long time. Dude, when, when I had the opportunity to know, so obviously, I mean, we, me and Randy have a great relationship. Dustin's he's kind of cool guy. I'm getting to Dustin here. I'm <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna get around the table. Dustin's our boy. But yeah, I've worked with Chip before. Jacob Keel. He he filmed my first turkey hunt when I was 
just way back when I farted in his face. That's a good story. <laughs> oh, for later on. You noted, know what? What? Noted, what? Noted, farted Beep. in face. Farted in face. And, and okay. he was like, yeah, man, cool. And then we killed Sergeant. <laughs> yeah, man, cool. Ended up being a double beard. <laughs> hey, man, that's cool. <laughs> hey, what kind of fart was it? It was like, was like a it, wet it was, one? or it, it was a squeak. No, no, it was a squeaker. Was it? it oh, look like it sounded like you pulled a balloon. He has, it, that's how you get a mouth call in. He Pull. got it on camera. Yes, that's exactly the way it was. Pull the balloon, just the way you like, Doug. Uh, Perfect. No, we, we was talking up this turkey, and he was filming behind me. Was reaping. I couldn't hold it anymore. We had like fried chicken hey, the night before. You do what you got to do, and you shit your pants. And I look back. Jacob's like, really? I'm like, dude, we're hunting. Don't worry. <laughs> Anyway, where was we at with this? Don't mind me. I, I brought up Chip City, and you started. Yeah, about you, uh, you, you did this. What? Yeah, you did. You this brought time. this up. All right. No, the Listen, opportunity you, to work with Randy, Chip, and Jacob, uh, we were all over it. And yeah, just seeing Hands the project down. firsthand, it, it was a no brainer for us. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like a fart in the face. It makes sense. <laughs> it, it does make sense. It just works. I give you the uh, the compliment, Joe. Is like you make feeding deer cool. He really does. Nobody else makes it cool like Joe makes right? it cool. No, it's a good point. That's a, that's Joe a Joe has a cult following of his own. You, that's a, outside of big that's time. Serious. Like, that's I've, heard, I've heard. I've heard. He's TikTok let, like no other. Let, let, no, 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 no. I don't, have, I don't have TikTok. But we ain't gonna talk either. about music. Let's talk about TikTok. Okay, let's talk about TikTok okay. for a second. Because the last time I was here, when I was drinking old Milwaukee like I am now, classic. Um, Kurt Geyer was talking shit about my TikToks. I was, and since then. The working class bow hunter TikTok has blown up, and he's like, "Hmm, weird." Might have been onto something. That's weird. So the next time he might be singing ACDC. That's all I'm saying. That's all. Hey, I'm time close. out. I'm I didn't even know we had a TikTok. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our TikTok is a it's bussing right now. <laughs> How all the, the kids say is, uh, is, is, is it trending? <laughs> do that again. Do that again. Is it trending? <laughs> hey, I can't do that. I wish I could do it back, but I can't. <laughs> Y'all moving faster than a Taliban on Kabul. <laughs> hey, it's on the front page. It's the TikTok thing is weird, man, because it's like so embarrassing to say you have one, but then you post a video of like a podcast clip, like we'll post one of these, and Wade will probably cut this clip out to post, and for no fucking reason. It gets 60,000 views in less than 24 oh, hours. Yeah, it's crazy. And then I'll post a legitimate video of Austin spreading Buck Brunch into his shitty bean field to kind of revive it, and it gets 600 views. So kind I don't like gold jacket, green jacket. I don't understand shit. it, <laughs> but you know I, mean? I guess one's I'll better take one than of those zero. Big checks. It, it's because Burley Joe and Big Time's been blacklisted. We showed too many <laughs> kill shots. Oh yeah, see, that's we, probably what it is. See, we Shadow ban. What happened is we did that on our TikTok, and then that. it went stale. So what I did, I waited like six months, and then I just like yeah. I don't know. Like, I guess they forgot about us, and I started posting and did well again. Cody Cody Bird songs like man, I got blacklisted. They keep on taking my shit off. I'm like, <laughs> do they do? Okay, here's where you're gonna, you're gonna have to wait eight months. You don't use these hashtags, and they start tagging again. Oh, they'll be fine. They start like, coming back. That seems really sophisticated. I'm like, it, it, it's TikTok, man. Yeah, it's, he'll it's never ki- remember that. All it is is kids from the age of 14 to 17 yep. just talking shit. That's all it is. I'm I'm just waiting for Dustin to be in a thong riding a tractor around. Hey, we could do that. It might happen. Whatever gets the views, right? So let's let's bring you into this picture, man. Like, yeah. What's your whole thoughts on the deal? You got to be excited about it all. But... Oh, I'm excited about it. I mean, this is my dream. I mean, yeah. not necessarily the show, but owning this farm. I mean, yeah. my whole life, 
you know i've wanted to own my own ground and mm-hmm. i've busted my ass and you know set back and finally we got to buy our own farm and it just yeah. i mean it means the world to me i can imagine yeah so it, it's great i mean how long have you kind of been in the industry game or is it newer to you or i mean where are you at with all this i know like you guys everyone we bring in has been in it longer than i even know and i feel bad sometimes i don't know all the history um we, we talked to some guys like, oh, yeah, I've been in it since this date. And I'm like, oh, shit, I was like six. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like talking to Mark Drury and some of our buddies, I'm like, oh, I wasn't even a thought when you were in the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I haven't been in the industry. I mean, I worked yeah. a, a nine to an eight to five job, you mm-hmm. know, six days a week most yeah. of the time. You know, I work for a, a, a Case IH dealership. And uh, when I get off work, you know, I'm usually coming out and, uh, Working on the farm, and you know, well, that, I, I work for John Deere, so uh, do you? Yeah, yeah. So, so, hey, that's all right. Hey, hey, all rival right. enemies. Is it here. all right though? Is hey, it? Hey, oh. listen, do you want to know how much I care? Not a fucking bit. Hey, 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 at least you ain't a gleaner. That's right. Hey, I'll just make them listen, you know? They go. Hey, when's the last time you've seen a gleaner dealership? Man, yeah. I have. I They go. I can't remember the last time I've seen a gleaner. When's the last, hey. yeah, when's the last time you've seen a gleaner in a field just no. shut down? Hey, Not our big silver country. beast. <laughs> <laughs> silver sided pheasant feeder. The rare sighting. Hey, blue glass. Get the fuck out of here. I've seen a sighting. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, um, you, so you actually you work at a case dealership? Yeah, no case. yeah. I'm a salesman, so I mean it helps us on the farm too, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because we break a lot of stuff. We, I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, dude, I could break an anvil. I wouldn't say we. I mean, I can't. Damn it, Randy, dude! I can't touch stuff without it breaking. I really? mean, it doesn't matter what it is. So you get like I swear special I'll just turn, turn the key. Oh yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, you know, I'll try to. You know, I'm a salesman, so I'm selling to myself. So I uh, right. I make myself a good deal. There's always a warranty. That's right. Yeah. There's yeah. right. There's got to be a warranty around the Raven for yeah. sure. So but, is everything that touches every piece of equipment that touches the Raven? Uh, Wade's in here fixing cameras. Uh, case, I imagine. Hey, right? Wade. That would be what you'd well, have to say. Yeah, most of it. If you, you guys know, make we've, it, we've bought a piece at an auction here and there. You know, just to, dude, we've got a we lot of POSs around, laying around there. It's, I love it's that, like though. a freaking graveyard. That's what you, I'm gonna get into. Like, I, it's fun. If you guys ever come into the farm. Mm-hmm. Soon as you pull in, I mean, it's just like a junkyard because, and it's all Randy's fault. That's all the dead equipment that I've ruined. What are you doing to these things? Dude, I have no idea. I mean, I literally, I get on there, I feel like I'm doing everything right, but apparently I'm doing everything wrong. I have a pretty good idea. Well, shit, you said you went from like a 1066. What's your idea? Yeah, we had a a freaking cabless 1086, baby. Just purring out there on the farm. Purring like a kitty. We got AC in a cab now. Oh, shit. and, And when we had to the 1086 and we didn't have a cab, who was on it all the time? Me, just mm-hmm. eating the dust, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Randy is riding around in the AC, you know, just barking orders, just and being the big shot. He yeah, thinks he so is. we, yeah. we stepped it just up, bossing. just me bossing, bossing, boss hog. We got a KSH, you know, cab tractor. Yeah, and uh, you know, he wants to be on it now. You know, when the AC is blowing, yeah. and you can't but, turn ninety degree turns when the implements in the dirt. That's uh, I can, but they don't last very long. <laughs> that, there's your right there. There's your problem. Uh, yeah. and hey, hey, you got to lift that three point. There's up your sign. Month. It ain't what it once twas, boys. <laughs> hey, our dirt three. is not like it is up here in the Midwest. The Rockies. Yeah. Oh my god, rocks. dude, it's like a rock pit. I mean, that's what we were talking about on the way up here. We're like, man, what would we do with some of this dirt? 
Yeah. I mean, you you literally you disc our plots and it rains and it looks like a freaking rock landmine out there. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. I've, I've chunked rocks off that place until I am just literally sick of chunking rocks. Looks like a Native American artifact. It's museum. unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. That's why I was saying when we talk about a raw piece of ground, boys, it, yeah. it's a raw piece of ground. Hey, at least you guys have rain down there. It, we have we yeah. have we been getting some moisture. We don't have that here. It's moist down there, I, boys. I, kinda, I think that dynamic um, with your kind of just like pure, not that we're not all working class in our own way, but like yeah. your pure just like, and I, I'm complimenting you here, like down home type of like working yeah. man style, I think is going to add a, a lot of value to the Raven because people latch on to that type of thing. Yeah, man. I mean, really if you do. can sit on a 1086 all day with that thing screaming... Oh, dude, and it, and honestly, I mean, it is cool having Dustin a part of it because he, you know, he's got a background and he worked for a farmer before he started at Case IH, so he's got mm-hmm. a lot of experience and background in the farming side. So it is, it is nice, man, to have a guy that's involved that that is like that because you know my side of things didn't come from the farming side. It, you know, I I come straight out of college and and started you know working as a camera guy and then worked my way up in the industry. So I haven't had the experience on that side of things as he has. I've been around it, mm-hmm. but I haven't actually done it for a living like he yeah, has. So yeah. it's nice when we get out there on the farm, you know, and we start doing food plots and stuff like that. It's it's always nice to have a guy that kind of knows that that arena a little bit better. And yeah, yeah. Well, not only that, help. but he, he knows the ground. I mean, he can tell you where to chop trees down, mm-hmm. what to do, what not to do yep. in that situation. Yeah, and there's plenty of trees to chop down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, there's always trees to chop down. <laughs> Yeah, squeeze out everything you can out here for farm ground. That's what it is. I mean, oh, it's everyone like, around yeah. us, they'll take every waterway, oh, every fence row, the shit out of it. Oh, to, yeah. to get that half a row, you know? Yep. <laughs> Bulldoze the shit <laughs> out of it. Goodbye. Hey, guys. Hate to interrupt this amazing podcast. God, it's so good. It's so good. Jeez. So we're, good. we're just killing it. <laughs> Self-serving, huh? Big, 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 big fans of Look life. at us go. <laughs> Real big fans of ourselves. Uh, the podcast is been a partner with HHA Sports for a long time, and we appreciate you letting us bother you about HHA. Um, it was a Wisconsin-based company, and they were kind enough to give us a code WCB15 so you could save some money if you were in the market. Save some coin. On a new site, on a new rest, or a new stabilizer setup. Uh, they back their products with a lifetime warranty. That's if anything right. happens to them, hit them up. They'll take care of you. That is American right there. Yes. Yeah. It's lifetime guaranteed. Check out HHA and let them know we sent you. You have to say, you know, great cheese, great sites. That's right. Did they say that in Wisconsin? Yeah, that's what I heard. Great cheese, great I heard beer, it somewhere. great sites. Yeah, I heard yeah. it somewhere. Great people. Mm. Decent. <laughs> <laughs> really good both sides. <laughs> really good both yeah. sides. Uh, so and also, Huntworth. Huntworthgear.com. If you are unfamiliar with Huntworth, it is a clothing and camouflage company. Um, that I think is priced great for working class people and available at a lot of like farm stores in yeah. your area. So really um, check them out. They have some awesome patterns, disruption and tarnin, um, and hidden, uh, disruption's really cool. That's what I am rock. The majority of my camo this year is disruption. Same. It's more of like a digital look. I think Doug, you are rocking more of the tarnin. Yep. I'm a tarnin camo. boy. Um, but their clothing is excellent, especially considering the price you can get into a full, hunting setup for under 500 bucks and we're not just talking like a jacket and like one like fully set up it's not a jacket and a pair of socks for 500 bucks <laughs> no 
it's you know a, like it's not one jacket for 500 bucks because you it's feel a like whole you, system it's a whole system yeah um it, you can be set up there's packs coming out um huntworthgear.com check them out i think you'll really like them if you're in the market for a new jacket new clothing anything like that um, make your dollar go as far as possible so you can spend on things that matter like maybe taxidermy um or whatever else and that's what's sweet about them being at any local store, pretty much, is you can go there and try it out. Like it's yeah, our farm and fleet has it. Right, go yeah. try it on. It's badass shit. Yep, it is awesome. So check them out, huntworthgear.com. Real nice. Hey guys, the podcast is also brought to you by Loophole Optics. Uh, I run the ten by forty twos. It's a great option, and the RX four full draw rangefinder. Uh, check that out if you are in the market for a new set of optics, binos, rangefinder, whatever they need, and performance eyewear. Now, uh, Loophole is killing it. I've been calling it the Midwest takeover. Absolutely love it. Um, also, uh, Slick Trick Broadheads. Um, I'm a Raptor Trick fan. I'm a Viper Trick fan. Um, I even like the new head, the new hybrid head. Um, I did shoot my mule deer with that, and we'll get into that here in a future episode. Uh, check out Slick Trick Broadheads code. Uh, WCB works on there. Uh, same code as Elite Archery. Um, and Isotune Sport. Uh, a lot of guys are asking about them. We do have a code WCB10. And if you guys ever have any questions about what codes we have, we have it underneath our partners tab on workingclassbowhunter.com. So if you forget or you're in the middle of shopping, you're like, oh, I wonder if working class has a code, they're all listed there. So check those out. Um, love the Isotunes. Keeps me sane while mowing. If you shoot a lot of firearms, you can use that. You can actually hear better. And then when you shoot, it dampens the sound. So protect yourself or get a set and use them at work it's kind of a win-win you win twice brother um novix tree stands uh we picked a winner from the first giveaway if you're listening to this right now there is a current novix giveaway we should post it the day of the launch of this episode that should be out we're proud to work with novix um they're a great company they're local to us they're american made they're affordable they're working class in mind um and they're pretty damn on time with their orders and there's no shady business. Uh, we like it. We love it. Uh, check out Novix Tree Stands code Working Class Twenty One for fifteen percent off, or enter the giveaway too. Double down, maybe get a free stand. Also, last one for this episode. Uh, we know if you're listening to this, you're listening to this far. You are a podcast fan. Uh, we think you should check out the Fall Podcast with our boy Aaron Blisey. Awesome guy, top notch human being. Good dude. Good people right there, and I think he puts out a top-notch quality show. Uh, probably a little more professional than us, uh, but we have fun doing our different things, different shows. Uh, a lot of our guys have been on his podcast. He's been on our podcast. We should collaborate more. The goal is to try to get him and the Kiefer Brothers in studio here soon when they're down. Um, but check him out. Check out The Fall. Awesome guys. Highly recommended. Back to the podcast. Bye. That is kind of a bummer to see. Yeah, a it's bit, a bummer. You know? I've lost plenty of farms where it's like you had a big chunk of timber uh, now they'll tear all of it out to hate get, to see it to get four more rows yeah they've yeah. done the same thing down around us man and honestly like it's it's completely demolished what quail and rabbits and stuff mm-hmm. like that we had i mean you, you don't really think sit down and think about it but man you take those fence rows and stuff out it don't take much cover to hold those quail and rabbits and stuff yeah you well, you know you go in there and clear all that stuff up before you know it you don't have nothing that's the thing around us we used yeah. to have pheasants like crazy yeah. but like every farmer <laughs> has a big dick swimming swinging competition who has a better waterway 
Mm-hmm. So it's like a, it's like a. Then mow them clean. And oh, shit. it's like a golf course in Dude, there. Dude, I, I get it's keep a golf it, course. I get keep it a mowed, but leave the finished mower in your for your fucking yard. Oh no, they're they're like a <laughs> you finished. Know what I mean? like you don't a, have to mow it down to half an inch. They're like a finished <laughs> mower on a green. Like it's got to be nice and go out there and putt. I with, hate with the lines got a golf on course it. It's like, through. It's like why? What's the point of it? There's no point. Yeah. Besides, you're trying to have a bigger dick than the neighbor. That's all it is. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Whatever. You ain't going to bring no finished mower on the Raven, I can tell you. <laughs> not allowed. No. You'll break it down anyway. Oh, right? I'll break it in about five minutes. <laughs> so, so when you guys got this farm, was there certain spots where you're looking at the map? Because that's the first thing everybody does. They get a new piece. Yeah. And, and even once you've had a piece forever, you still go back to camp. And I bet you, tell me if I'm right here or wrong. Fuck me if I'm wrong, but I should be right here. You go back to... Um, the rat shack? The rat shack. I call it the rat's nest. I keep calling it the mouse motel. <laughs> it is a mouse hey, motel. It's all the above. I bet you you guys have a giant map of the property somewhere in that camp. We haven't yet, but you, it's it's coming. It's I'm in wrong. the works. Hey, hey you're the, wrong. The pro- here, and here, me, huh? here's why. Because it was such a raw piece of ground that when we went in and we bulldozed all the food plots out, they're not showing up on, on Google Maps oh, yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, we're, so we're waiting we're waiting on that because we want the food plots to be showing up on the map so everything makes sense. Okay. That's the only reason we don't have a map yet. This is actually perfect because that bleeds into what I was going to bring up. I was going to ask you when you first bought the piece and you're staring at the map, so is there certain spots you looked at and you went... Yeah, that's the spot. hundred percent. Right we we had it mapped out before we ever bought it. Oh, <laughs> really? be, yeah, literally, course, right? literally, like we went and looked at it. We got excited about it. We started talking about it. We instantly pulled it up. We got hunt stand up, and we're looking, you know, at topos. We're looking at aerials, and we're marking we're marking spots out, jotting notes down. And that was the first places that we went in to go in and, and do our initial plots. Mm-hmm. And it was it's been kind of like a a two phase process. We went in last year as soon as we bought it. And uh, we brought a bulldozer in. We started dozing out plots, and then we worked them up as good as we could, cleaned them up as good as we could, planted them last year, which Joe was there, a part of it, and he'll be the first to tell you it was a rough SOB. Fucking shit <laughs> show. So, we, Joe, is that true? It was, a, it was a Joe show for it, sure. Yeah. It was a Joe show. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, we were pulling roots that looked like trees out. No shit. Oh, yeah, it, it was rough. But that was that was phase one, and then – Basically, this year, you know, once we had the 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 food plots, you know, at least established to start with, and our openings cleared, we went in this year in you know February and early March, and basically went into just about all of our major food plots and went in on the upwind side of those plots, just off of them, hundred to hundred fifty yards, and started doing hinge cutting because mm. the other part of this property was that it was mostly big mature timber, so. Big mature timber is awesome to look at. It freaking sucks for holding wildlife. Right. Did you log it? Yes, we're doing that now. So nice pay for it, some of the farm. Though. Yeah, exactly. So we we ended up going in and we started hinge cutting, like I said, on the upwind side of these, and then we also brought a, a timber crew in. And we're kind of it's kind of a weird process. And some people out there that you know love the timber side of things, they might find this interesting. But we kind of went in and, and done a hybrid approach on what we done is we brought a guy in that's basically a forester. Mm. So we come in and, and our, our, our goal was not just one thing. It was basically three things. One, 
was like you said, we wanted to bring revenue in off the farm to help pay for it. That's how so, you get a damn loan, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got a you know? we got a big loan to pay for, so we had good That's timber. That's the first thing you look at when you're buying a property. Yeah, how can I make money? Exactly. Off the so mm-hmm. we started we started logging the bank wants for, too. for the revenue, but also <laughs> snakes. Also, we're going in there, and we're not just we're not just freaking whacking everything out there. Yeah, he's we're actually marking exactly what we want taken out. So we're doing <clears throat> timber stand improvement while we're doing. The harvesting, so it's basically a select harvest, is what we're yeah. doing. But by doing so too, we're opening up the canopy, we're letting sunlight get down to the ground floor, and we're thickening the shit out of this farm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like I said, man, big you need timber volume for deer too to hold them in. There. Yeah, exactly. Big mm-hmm. timber is awesome to look at, but it sucks for holding wildlife. I mean, they're yeah. they're going to come through, they're going to use it, they're going to come, you know, eat acorns. Whatever, but they're not going to live there. What's an acorn? An acorn. Oh, an acorn. Acorn. Oh, acorn. Gotcha. As we say, an acorn. Acorn. Acorns down there down south. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Got a it. Now, okay, the list wasn't on the first time. <laughs> but that but, was a list. That was a whistle. Come on, it's not that they taste better. Oh. I think they're a little bitter. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> But it's cool to see the south half of our farm kind of thickening it up and just knowing how much more wildlife it's going to hold, yeah. you know. And Can I ask you, when you started doing all that or kind of planning out what you guys were going to do to the property, and, and, you know, you just got this farm, you're all excited, and then you plan all this, and it's like hinge cutting. You're cutting trees. Like, you almost feel like you're ruining it. Do, do you guys have that reluctant, like, Yeah, it is, is it right is spot? weird. It, yeah, and, and it's weird, too, because, man, it's like, you know, and I, I said this um, – some months ago when we were shooting some stuff for the Raven project, but it doesn't matter if you're talking about trees, if you're talking about wildlife, it's weird because when you're on your own piece of ground, it's almost like you're reluctant to cut a tree or to kill a turkey or to kill a deer. It just, everything that's a part of that ground means so much more to you. You can't go back from that. Yeah, man. It's I remember the first day that we, we signed the papers on that place. We drove out there and there's a big hill you know, right at the front part of the property and kind of hear a couple different ridges. And it was turkey season. And I pulled out there and, and stopped the truck, turned it off and hooted. And a turkey gobbled on the next ridge. And I was like, man, I'm going to go hunt that. How cool is it going to be to go hunt that turkey on my own piece right. of ground in the morning? And then you go there and you start yelping to a turkey. And you're in the back of your mind, you're going, man, I hope this turkey comes in so I can blast his face off. Yeah. And then the other, the other, on your other shoulder, you got the other guy going, man, I hope this turkey don't come in because I want to be able to hear him gobble tomorrow. I get right. that. Yeah, you know, it, yeah, yeah. it's 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 weird because interesting perspective. Until yeah. you until you own your own piece of ground, until you you have that, you I've never experienced that. I've always yeah. been kill 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 kill. If there if I if I've I've killed two turkeys, I want to go to another state and kill three more. Right. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And and it's that's how I've always been. But it's so much different when you're talking about your own ground. I get that. That's the thing when I said from the beginning. As soon as you open that gate for the first time. Things change. Yours. It really you, is. You, do you have the same kind of relationship with the ground that way? And oh, the yeah. I mean, I'm the same way. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of cool, though, because you guys can relate to it. Like, yeah. It, yeah. You know, not that it would, like, cause a disagreement or anything like, but it'd be better than you being, like, have that thought and then you being, like, fuck that turkey. Let's go kill <laughs> it. You know, but. And, and, uh, I mean, and, and we still love to, we, we love to shoot stuff as much as anybody. I mean, don't get right. me wrong, but if there is a different relationship with, you know, even going back to the hinge cutting, I mean, you go out there and you're whacking down trees and it's like, man, here's this, values. this, here's right this tree right yeah. here. If I, if I cut How much this tree. going to bring me? You yeah. Know? And, and, man, this tree would look awesome in 10 more years. You know, this would be a great yeah. tree. Well, and here. that's the thing, yeah. too. Like, on a property now that you have permission, you're like, can I cut that tree down? Right. Or can I? 
Right. I kind of have a theory. Like when I, well, I only hunt on other people's ground because I'm, right. uh, I'm broke. But um, <laughs> hey, hey, well, I got hey, we're hey. broke now too. <laughs> hey, I live in a trash can. <laughs> I live in this goddamn trash can. Oscar, you're such a grouch. <laughs> um, but I don't cut trees. That's my theory. Unless they're like, you can cut a shooting lane. Mm-hmm. But the property I grew up, it was like. You don't cut a fucking tree down, which sucked because I people probably... are weird about that stuff, man. Eh? Yeah, which, I mean, you know, protective. I, I kind of get do yeah. the rule where we hunt is three inches or less. Yeah, that's fair. Is yeah. it a sapling? Less, you can cut it. That's a sapling. Cut it. Yeah, but sometimes you do that, <laughs> and then what? Five years later, they bulldoze it down anyway. So they like, son yeah. of a bitch. Yeah. Well, okay, fuck them hey, trees. Hey, <laughs> I thought that was your wife's rule: three inches or less. <laughs> that, that is a What's rule. Up? That is a rule. Oh, is that our uh, is that our first body bag on the podcast? I, I got put damn. Him in a body bag. <laughs> I forgot what all my buttons do. Yeah, there it is. There it Cut is. the right there ones. I got to update these. Cheers, Joe. <laughs> Hang on, that's much better. Have you seen that? Uh, here I am, Joe. I, I'm honoring you with Don't. this. Have you seen that TikTok where the girl's like five inches and she pulls a tape measure out and it cuts to that guy and he's like, let's fucking go. We did it, boys. We did it. That's 12 inches at my house. What's up? I've never seen that. No, no. no. We're average dudes here. What's up? Working class bowhunter podcast coming at you. I'm I'm just a a 40-year-old. I don't watch that shit. Hey, at least I'm not listening to the band. This is how we're going to refer to them from now on. The band. We're not not doing that Hey. We have a lot of lot of other bands in common that we three, like. I'm sure. Three hours of food plot talking. All we talked about last time on the Facebook conversations was fucking ACDC. By the Bullshit. way, that food plot episode might be a contender for most popular episode we've done. I think it probably should be educationally. Is that a word? I, educationally, we'll break and say Joe educated someone. Daryl did. Yeah. Yeah. Joe just drank beer. Joe talked about ACDC. Joe did this the whole yeah. time. Daryl was. It was Joe's hammer for two hours. No, I mean, uh, in all seriousness, we've had so many conversations since that podcast about setting up food plots. And, you know, we were at Deerfest and, you know, guys coming up and we were setting up their plots like right there on on the apps and everything. That's a scary thing, dude, to like keep them coming. That's what we're here for. Well, yeah, you guys are great for that. You know, and, and you guys are perfect, guys. I mean, I'm not trying to invite people to reach out to you guys, but buying a piece like. And the, a rough piece and going in and putting plots in, it's like a, kind of a scary call to make because, like you guys talked about, all the scary. effort oh. it takes, all the work. Yeah. And you're not I always going to get it right. I mean, no, that's the exactly, thing. It's yeah. like it's almost better, honestly, like if, if you got time, it's almost better to hunt a place for a year and almost learn movements. You know, learn yeah. learn learn travel corridors and learn how the deer use that piece particular piece of ground and then go in and base your food plots, you know, around that. Yeah. Our thing was is... Like we had completely a hundred percent timber, and that's not always the easiest to hunt yeah. either. Right. You know, so we and we didn't have any food on us or around us. So our main thing was we need to get as much food in the ground as we can, as quick as we can, mm-hmm. and try to start sucking as many deer off our neighbors as we can and hold those deer. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of why we went, you know, balls of the wall right out of the gate and and started putting in as many food plots as we could, and we just base that off of what we learned in the past and and looking at the maps look studying the topos and kind of knowing generally how deer move and kind of just throwing the dart at the board but you're still not going to ever I know get that, it all I know right. this question will get brought up if I don't bring it up like can you break down a when you first got the raven um, what, what was it called originally 
Or did you guys name we it? We named it the Raven yeah. Ranch. You yeah, guys it didn't have it. a name oh, okay. prior to that. I thought it was called the Raven Ranch when you bought it or something. No, like that. we no. actually put two farms together to make it. Mm-hmm. Why? Why the Raven? Like, where did that name that's, come from? That's a weird. It's a weird story. So we, you know, we we kind of had the idea. We started kicking around the idea of doing the project or whatever. And we're like, man, we need a cool name. We didn't know what to name it. And I got a cool story about a raven that come from New Mexico elk hunting one year. I shot an elk, my first elk with a bow, mm-hmm. hit him a little bit back. Long story short, looked for him all day, just about had given up all hope, no blood, no track, nothing, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm standing there on the side of a mountain one day, and raven squawks and flies up in a tree across the valley, a completely 180 degrees away from where this elk had been going yeah. the entire day. And I just remember looking up at that thing just in 100% desperation and being like, show me where he's at. And he squawks again and flies off. And I'm like, hey, what the hell? I mean, what's it going to cost at this cost point? You now? Right. Yeah. So I literally take like four steps up this old rock creek bed, look down, and there is a speck of blood on a rock. And I'm like, holy crap. I walk up to the top of the hill where the raven's at. I'm looking, don't see nothing. I kind of kneel down so I can see up under the oak brush. There he is bedded. 35 yards yeah. underneath the oak oak brush, still alive. No shit. Yeah, get down on my knees, shoot him again, and end up having my first bull. So I've always felt like, man, I must have a connection to a raven. No way. Yeah, Holy so, cow. So when we got to thinking That's about, what, what are we going to name wild. this place? Like, man, this farm means a lot to me. It's the first farm. God. I've got this connection with a raven, kind of raven ranch. That's a cool name. I'm let's, into ro- it. let's roll with it. I'm into it. Okay, I like that a lot. That's That's a true story, too. That, that, That's that cool did story. happen. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> so what, what I was going to ask, because um, I just assumed I would get this question, give me, um, before you guys touch it, a percentage breakdown of like terrain like 80 percent timber or, or whatever pretty much a hundred percent timber and, no it, and it, yeah it kind of sets up kind of high it almost reminds you it's it's very gentle rolling mm-hmm. uh got a couple bigger draws in it but almost would remind you of setting up almost like on a plateau so like almost the entire farm sets up on a top like you you kind of oh, yeah. you kind of increase elevation until you get up to our property and then it's kind of just gently rolling on a big top, so the grassy knoll. Okay, so the now knoll. what would you make the percentage breakdown after cutting in your plots and and as far as timber to plots? Yeah. So we we put in about close to 40, 40 acres of plots. So um, be roughly probably five percent. And did you go center mass just for the neighbors? No, we actually tried to we actually tried to put a lot of them on the outside edges to pull off the neighbors, and we're going to try to thicken up the center part of our farm to hold the majority so, of our deer in the middle part of our farm. So they focus their living space in the middle. So the we so, so yeah. we we house deer in the middle, feeding outward to the food plots, but we also suck. We got food plots on the outside edges. You draw them from the outside to pull to pull from neighbors. That like makes it. sense. So makes sense. have you met your neighbors? Yeah, I have. Yeah, most of them. Do you like them? They yeah, they, all right, no, yeah, better so question. Far. Do they like you? I don't know. I don't know if they're going to like us in a couple more years once we get this thing completely. <laughs> Do they developed. got popsicles in the freezer. So I mean, they, like what, they might though, because but you guys are going to make. I don't know what their management practice. We're going to make are. their deer hunting better. Yeah, and, right, and, and right. honestly, like we've got a big landowner that we share our western border with, and he was he was pumped. Like he was pumped when because he knows. Yeah, imagine he knows what we're about. You know, we're after. And, yeah, you exactly. guys aren't getting reckless out there. No, doing whatever, and like you know? last year, goal unless we show up. Like last year, for example, we shot three deer off of that farm total, and two of those were were coal bucks. Mm-hmm. We shot two coals and one one nice deer that I would say is a you know consider like a trophy buck. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he shot the trophy buck. I shot the coal. 
It's funny how that <laughs> works. Does, does Dustin doesn't anymore to say about that? Or? <laughs> oh, sorry. But, I didn't but mean like, to hit that button. You know, our, our end goal isn't just to go out there and just hammer deer. I mean, we're being very, very selective on what we shoot. We want to, yeah. we, we legitimately want to create something special there. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're, like if you're into that, then if you're a neighbor, I would, I would love us being in there. I'm, I'm switching gears here. I'm shifting. Someone watches the show for the first time. Doug's offering drinks. Doug, why don't you, uh, why don't you get Daddy a line and Kugels? All right. Liney? Don't let him I talk to you like that, Doug. I was polite. Doug, your mustache looks great. Any popsicles? <laughs> Man, I'm impressed with I'll that mustache. Dude, it's the, the biggest complaint we get about that mustache, it actually makes deer predictions. I don't know if you guys know this yet about Doug. He makes predictions for your season, what kind of deer you're going to shoot. Really? We'll really? do that at the end. But Ooh. the biggest complaint we have about his mustache is it hits the top of the mic all Just the time. rubs it. Well, yeah. and his prediction has been off lately, so we're about to round up that. Yeah, we want to burn it off like CRP. Start fresh. <laughs> we're either going to round up it or it. burn Spray it off. with Roundup. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Squirt, squirt, and, you know, whatevs. We'll figure it out. He's made, He's already made a couple bold predictions one of them he wrote it down it's in an envelope and we can't open it till after season that's freaking but awesome we, we did have i love that we did have some suggestions that he should make predictions for each guest put the in an envelope write down the name like write the prediction and put it in the envelope write their name on the envelope then at the end of the season like if you killed then we could open the prediction we'll see what you, it was but if you didn't kill we would burn the prediction <laughs> So, That's freaking cool. I love it. So we might end up doing something like that. Um, what I was going to ask, though, if someone tunes in to the show, um, w- what can a viewer expect? Man, honestly, like we were talking about earlier in the show, our first half of the season is basically built around uh, the educational side, what we're doing food plot-wise, what we're doing development-wise on the property with hunts mixed into it. So we're always going to have hunts mixed in. From especially from last year of some of these places that we're going in and tweaking are developing now mm-hmm. uh, postseason from last year and kind of showing how that interaction and why we chose to do what we're doing to go in and tweak these spots or whatever it might be. I love that. So we're going to have the the first half, like I said, is going to be primarily educational development of the property. Mm-hmm. The second half is going to be more camp life and more hunting. Love it because yep. it's kind of it's pretty much how we're doing it is semi live content. So what you're seeing right now is what we what are doing. actually doing. What you're doing, yeah. So we're gonna we're filming an episode and then in a week to two weeks it's it's, it's on where you can see it and we'll be doing that throughout the hunting season too. So once you know October rolls around and we start having you know deer camps, content, yeah, no, yeah, so it's gonna it, that's go, that's what it's going to be based around now we might go back and show some yeah educational or some food plot stuff that was you know created and then we capitalized off of that during season so it makes sense yeah. in the storyline but it's going to be pretty much up-to-date stuff i like that so which, which is good because i mean that's great I everyone right now is looking up how do i plant food plots exactly yeah that, so they're gonna pull up what you guys are doing right now yeah and we're sure. you know we're putting up blind platforms we're putting in mineral sites we're, we're planting food plots um, just a little bit of, of everything right now, hanging stands, trimming limbs. Yeah. Um, you know, we did a lot of stuff this, this past earlier in the summer and, and spring with the borderline stuff. We've been utilizing that to kind of manipulate deer movement on the farms and in the food plots off of, based off of what we saw last year of hunting it, because you got to remember like this is a brand new spot. So last fall 
was the very first time we walked into this place and started hunting. So it's a it's a learning process for us too. Yeah. Because you know, any I mean any it takes time to actually learn deer. I mean, we hunted it a decent amount last year, but shoot, I mean, we learn something every time we go out there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and as we touched on earlier, I mean, in all reality, man, the viewers are probably good. They're going to get to see our screw ups and what didn't work right as well as what does work. So, and I like that because it's an honest platform. Yeah. You guys aren't trying to like edit something or cut some shit out to make yourself seem better than what you are. And at the end of the day, too, dude, like, I mean, we're, we're, we will never claim number one to be the best hunters in the world at all or, or know everything. I mean, by the way, if you do claim that, Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, hey, I, I feel I feel the exact same way. I mean, dude, at the end of the day, we are rednecks. We don't claim to be anything, but we've been lucky to get right. to do what we do. And and dude, I, I mean, I have no problem showing. If you watch, if you've even watched me on, on Headhunters, you, you know that I've had my fair share of screw ups. So yeah, yeah. I, I think that's cool because I mean, dude, at the end of the day, I want I want to be transparent. I want people to see me screw up as much as as succeed i mean yeah, see it yeah. all i don't care well i mean that's relatable and i think people like that and you know i'm gonna ask the question is like you know what can people expect but because I, I guess i didn't fully realize you know like so as season comes on that's when new episodes are coming out right well know? they're coming out right now right now so, they're launching yeah so we we launched a week ago was our first episode and we'll drop a new episode about every two weeks yeah. All the way till the end of the year. I love that. So, yeah. so that first episode was filmed a month or so ago, and then as we progress here, preseason these, to end right these these will yeah. be food plot preparation, everything that's going into the farm as far as from a development standpoint, yeah. getting ready for hunting season, and then as we come around to hunting season, that's the content that you're going to see is up to date live content semi-live you're as as live as you can be semi-live i would say i mean it's with it's going to be within a week or two of of when it's shot versus when it's edited and and up on the platform which is cool especially for people closer to your area because i kind of know what to expect and that comes to show you too where it's like hey we have questions hey i had this farm for a year i can't figure it out well it might take three four five years to figure out the farm yeah. exactly i say two years to have an idea probably five to have a good idea yeah exactly. and, and, exactly. and on the development side too like i said i mean once we once we dug into our farm no punt intended there doug but once we dug into the farm <laughs> we, nice <laughs> nice we uh we really we, re- we soon realized that we we bit off more than we could chew i mean it's 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 a lot to it man and uh we didn't realize that ourselves. but once we got in there and Started the development side of things, we realized that what we thought would be a year process is going to be more like a five-year process. Right, yeah. right, yeah. But that's going to be cool for the project and what we're doing content-wise, too, because there's so much to do, different stuff that we're going to have new, fresh content throughout those it actually help, years. It almost helps you. And yeah. you're going to be able to see it as a viewer, literally start from ground zero, from scratch, from a 100% raw property into hopefully one of the most well-groomed best whitetail properties in our part of the state Mm -hmm. and it's all relative too to where you're at you know we talk about earlier we were talking about you know people shooting big deer and and this and that and and dude honestly it's literally relative to where you're at like we were talking about earlier we're we're in the armpit of missouri (laughs) and in the midwest for big deer yeah that's not to say that you can't kill a big deer but on average it's not michigan am i right Yeah, I'm sorry, Michigan. We love you. The, just but Jeez. to give you an example, like where we're at, 
I, I think the majority of our mature oh, deer will be like, uh, hate on Michigan. We're not Michigan, we love you. <laughs> shit it on them. Dude, we went through a phase. Like, people from Michigan. Well, it was, it was we had a, Chris, was a phase. Our buddy Chris Smith came on. He's from Michigan. He gets on the podcast to talk about Michigan. Just shit, shit on, Michigan on Michigan the whole time. So everyone from Michigan hates Chris. Oh, gosh. So they don't hate us. Well, they just hate Chris. But some of them agree with him, though, too. So we, it was. Um, hey, Chris, we love you. The sixty four. Michigan, mix. we hate you. <laughs> Sorry, I had to your football team sucks too. I, I I bagged on them, then I had to explain why. So I apologize. The armpit of Missouri. Well, what I was, what I'm getting at is like, and people, people will realize this too by listening. But it's it's literally relative to where you're at. You can't compare Southern Missouri to Southern Iowa, right? Mm-hmm. So you do the best. You and it doesn't matter if you're a viewer from West Virginia or Michigan or Iowa or wherever. Mm-hmm. Do the best for where you're at, man. That's, that's all you can do. That's all you can do, yeah. And it's, and it's relative to where you're at. Like I was saying, you know, where we're at in southern Missouri is way different than northern Missouri. I would say the majority of our mature deer are 120 to 135 mm-hmm. where we're at. With the occasional 140, 150. I mean, my brother shot a 167 a couple years ago, but that's not an every year deer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's it, one you talk about for a I, long time. I, yeah. I, I mean, just for exa- I'm pretty sure that 167 is what me and Cody saw on the way back from the bar that night. It could have been. I, I think it was. It could have been. been. Back from the bar, huh? I love, I love that we, it was we, like. We had a beer run. Oh, okay. B double E double R U N beer run. Beer run. B double R U N beer run. All you need is a can and a five or a <laughs> so, so and a, a sober, sober driver. B-W-E-W-R-U-N, beer run. Not everyone knows that nice. Shout out to Bob and Tom. <laughs> By the way, my wife didn't know the Yato yeah, song. Please tell me you guys know it. Hmm? Come on, you don't know the Yato yeah, song from Come Bob again? and Tom? Yato! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's great. French you, toast. You don't know that? Nope. Come on, you know the Yato yeah, song? Oh. Doug? Can't say that I have. Fucking shitting me. Yeah, toast. What's the word? Come on. This is our time to bond on music. Let's go. You want me to sing the song? Yeah, I do. Yeah, toast. Right? The other three of us are just sitting over here going, what in the hell are we talking about? That's typically what happens when me and Kurt are together. What am I wrong on? No, you didn't sing the verse. You just oh, did that, the beat. Yeah, but he does it, and then I, was gonna, I wasn't done. What's, what's he say? Um, I don't remember how it starts. It's been so long. That song is like from the early it, 90s. Yeah, it's a long time. Such a great, such about, a great song, it. they can't even remember it. Well, yeah. it was a long time ago. <laughs> Good talk, guys. Good talk. Song. I learned about that song when I was like nine, probably. Hey, great, let's talk about the Boot Hill of Missouri. Armpit. The I was armpit. Gonna, I was going to ask a question, Get it right. but I forgot where we were at. The bootstrap. Dustin, you didn't miss a thing. Congratulations. Yeah, oh, we talk, hey, do you know the song? Better. You know the song Yeah Toes from Bob and Tom? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. What's, you, how you know the words? Actually, I'm just messing with you. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> you don't? No. Fuck. I, hey, I don't either. He sounds so confident. I don't either. You guys will know it if you hear it. It's a good one. It's a classic. Bob and Tom. Bob and Tom sucks dicks. They do suck, Jesus. actually. Yeah. Take it easy. That's hard. They song fucking goes. suck. Their songs are good, but we have some local guys, Dwyer and Michaels, that blow Bob and Tom out of the water. Mm-hmm. I think everybody can agree with that. It's like... Facts. It's impressive how what was, good it is. Uh, what was the the Bob and Tom song about bearded clam? Oh, I don't know that one. That was a good one. Man, the yeah, Atos... It's bothering me. They I don't know. Camel like, Toe, didn't they? Yeah, Camel yeah, Toe is good you know, The Camel Toe song. That's camel exactly toe. what it yeah. was. I love it. Um, I was going to ask another question Speaking of about the toe, property. How about it. Missouri? 
Let's talk about the, Missouri. You guys are in the Camel Toe of Missouri, right? I think Missouri is the, the Camel Toe of the Iowa. The Camel Toe, right? right? Yeah, the Camel Toe. Here's, here's a funny story. We said something um, earlier. I hunted Indiana. What's up? Sorry. No, we called it something else earlier, but I don't think we can say it on here. <laughs> you can you, say it. You can say whatever the fuck you want. No, I'm not sure we need to say this. <laughs> Just say it. The starfish? Just say it. <laughs> let me tell, what do you think, Randy? Let me think tell this story, and then, uh, then if you guys want to tell that story, tell <laughs> whatever you said. I was actually sitting at the big time farm last November watching headhunters. And I te- remember this, I texted you. I'm like, we got to get these dudes on a podcast. Yeah, I do. I yeah. was just like, I never, I don't have outdoor channel at home. Yeah. You know? So I never get to like, Me I just, either. Cause I don't make enough money. Little well, did you know that that place was haunted. I never had that's any a issues. whole nother damn story. And don't be telling that because Randy's going to be staying at the place. later. Randy, it's fucking haunted. Oh, I don't do good with ghost. Uh, Kurt, go ahead. I don't, Let me digress. I, I, I stayed there by myself for a full weekend, and I don't believe that. Yeah, well. But I also think that a ghost could be trying to fuck with me, and I wouldn't even know. Hey, we also drank a handle of fucking Captain's. What's so. up? Hard to wake up. You got a factor to that. You got a factor to that. But I was there by myself for a weekend, and I I was fine. But, um, we, we yeah, I was. I don't get to watch a lot of outdoor channel i like it because it reminds me of like hunting camp when i was a kid we used to watch just watch over when i was a kid in general at home watching it um because my dad paid for it but uh i enjoy the shit out of it when i do get to sit down and watch it uh but yeah it's like watching the show at big time and i'm watching big time commercials while i'm there you know and i'm like we gotta get these dudes on like it looks like a good time so i don't know that's just a fun little tidbit uh and joe's like yeah uh i'm the guy like I know them dudes. I did not say I that. am the I guy. Did not, yeah, did. Never well, once yeah, did I say I'm yeah, the guy. Did. Well, I paraphrase a lot. <laughs> Kirk, Kirk never once have I said Kirk that. goes, We need these guys on and Joe goes Joe goes I know those guys. <laughs> I, I believe I Joe believe said, the ten conversation. To, ten to midnight? Joe said, I'm your guy. I got this one. I you, believe dude. in the background I had some A C D C playing. Oh some back in black. Okay. And I said, Dan, let, Dan let me tell you something. I, I, I'm all about bringing my friends together, and Randy is my friend, and Kurt is my friend. My Doug, friend. not so much because he gets weird when he's drinking. This is where Randy goes. A sense of community. <laughs> That's your fault. I mean, so I don't want to talk about it. Great. It, Can we get a, a, Joe's a sense of community with the lisp on it? it, it <laughs> a sense it, of what? He was talking about bringing us all together, and you need you need to say a sense of community. A sense of community here. <laughs> uh, that's basically right Sweet there. Jesus, you're, this you're is too, nice. You're too good at it. But, I mean, you, got the, you got the whistle down to a fucking T, bro. I might be in the wrong business. You are. <laughs> you are. But here we are. All together. Yeah, Jesus. Just yeah. a bunch of dudes hey, in here together. Hey, we dudes brought being all dudes. together, right? Hey, next hey. week he's on Family I mean, Guy. We had that conversation, Kurt, of like, man, you, go, you guys are going to love these guys. Me and Randy were talking earlier. I'm like, this is your crew. Our people. I mean, this is, yeah. this is legit. It works well, shit, out. He it up, feels right. Like, hey, I don't know where to park. If we got to park a half mile away, we can. We're not scared to walk. <laughs> <laughs> walk through the parade to get here. All right. So you know, get, we threw so that parade for you guys. Yeah, yeah. prayed for you guys. So I don't know, getting that red in shape. Yeah, it was for you. Uh, before I forget, Jackson says he misses your face. Oh, not sure what that means. Mm. I miss Jackson. That's, I wouldn't say his face, but I miss him as a person. Didn't say anything about yeah. me and Eric. Actually, no. Well, I mean, Didn't I, say, I he just that. said he misses Kurt's face. Yeah, I hey, Jackson, I'll just hard no. Jackson, just remember, I picked you up from the airport. Yeah, asshole. 
Mm. You didn't look at him the same way I looked at him, apparently. Oh, I gave him a look. <laughs> oh, I gave him a look. Was he looking? Right when I pulled out on that tarmac. Doesn't he have some fishing to do? <laughs> Piss off? On his fucking yacht? <laughs> yeah. Well, where, where can people find you guys if they want to hear this transition? Where can people find you guys if they're wanting to find you on social or, you know, I know Waypoint is where to launch. Yeah, we got Instagram, Facebook for the uh, Raven Project. And like I said, we're we're streaming on uh, Waypoint, MOTV, YouTube, and Realtree 365. So um, any of those platforms, be able to get the content. Are you finding it difficult to juggle two shows? Man, uh, not really, just because a lot of the filming that we've done on the Raven Project's been kind of outside of our main filming mm-hmm. of, of Headhunters. Most of the time, we're, you know, we're doing those only strictly in the fall and spring, so kind of going to camp to camp, bouncing around the country, and what we're doing on the Raven Project is strictly right there at home, so it makes it a little bit easier than trying to go outside of home base and, and, and get more content that it would take for a a digital side. So it's actually worked out pretty good. And then yeah. a lot of the content from the fall and the hunting camps will be used on, it'll be utilized on both platforms. Very cool. Awesome. Yep. How do you feel about like being filmed and stuff? Oh, I'm, I'm getting used to it. You know, it's yeah. taking some time. You don't let him lie. He's nervous as a, a cat in a freaking well, sandbox. It's, it's weird, right? It is weird. You cat know, in a but sandbox. I'm starting to feel a little better about it. It's almost like you, you don't, subconsciously you feel like you have to act different at first yeah. it's like the camera just does weird shit to people. it does you know you put a camera in your face it adds just, 40 pounds you, you, you do like you feel like Four, 40 <laughs> dude now that's just beer More like 80. what's up i feel like when i get on camera or filmed i feel like i like initially i stiffen up yeah know? and then yeah, i'm like do. just relax you know and like then you finally just get comfortable i think it just right. takes i think it just takes time i mean i think everybody you know first few years they're they're kind of like that it's just different you know yeah it's different but you kind of get used to it and that's it, the thing you know like we give a shit just goes down after a few years yeah after like two years like you just become here, so. well what's funny is like you know you split our time of podcasting in half the first half you know people listen right but like we'd have like buddies and we'd just be like talk shit do what, do what you want well now it's like we have certain buddies come in that we're friends with. It's a little rare now. Now people know a little bit more about like the listenership or whatever. But now we'll have to like uh, pre-warn a couple guys. I won't drop their names, but it's like, hey man, you know, if you tell a story that's like clearly bullshit that you would have told to us, and like we wouldn't have called you out on it. Like people will fucking call you out on it. Oh, like, call you out for a fact. You can't. You can't just say whatever you want. Don't now. fact check your ass. Yeah, and then like get away with it. Yeah. You know, like enough people listen at this point where... Don't be pulling out none of them Tommy Toppers now. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Come Don't on, be a man. Tommy Topper. Come on, man. <laughs> Don't be a Tommy Topper. We can't have them guys. But also, if you do, it's like, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the listeners just kind of wrap you up from there. But but no, I appreciate you guys coming in and recording. Shoot, man. Thanks for having us. It's been a freaking blast. Like I said, yeah, y'all are definitely our kind of people. Yeah. <laughs> just a bunch of freaking rednecks. I think it's safe to say you guys are the rodeo crew now. Dang right. <laughs> we're going to make this an annual thing. Did we just yeah. become best friends? Did, did, hey, you want to do karate in the garage? Dang right. More Here, activities. You know, you know what we need to do? Hey, we need a Raven Project float in the parade. Dang right. Hey, we can do I it. might come riding in on a on a Raven. Time out. The, oh, the, damn. The, the Raven Project. Oh, that's, a rat. that's a great idea. Why don't we do that? Why don't we, we should make this an annual thing. We'll just plan ahead. You guys come down for the parade. We'll do a working class float, Raven float, big time float. Dang right. Why isn't big time in the new Windsor rodeo parade? Why not? Why isn't WCB in the new Windsor parade next year? Great question. Uh, all right. I'm right behind you. Let's do this. We're going to pull with the big time truck and we're going to have 14 trailers behind That's us. Right. <laughs> I like yeah, it. That's right. Then we'll record. Then we'll go to the rodeo. It's dry. So we got to do all our drinking at the studio. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. 
Hey. Yeah, see you, see you there. Well, we've done a decent <laughs> job of that today. Good thing we got a bar. Oh, It's the green room. What's up? It is. What's up? But no, I appreciate you guys driving up here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah, have you guys done a lot of podcasts? Yeah, I've done a quite a few over the over the years. This has definitely been one of the funnest ones we've done. Good. The rest the funnest, right though, right? The There's best. nothing like working class bow hunter. Thank nice. you. Thank you for that. <laughs> nice. Can we hey, get uh, hey, do, that, do the wisp hey, one, that, though, too? That, that's where she said. There's nothing like working class bow hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I know better. <laughs> yeah, can, can you, uh, live on the podcast, can you give us, like, some plugs? Like, if we were to plug it into an intro, can you give us, like, a couple? Like, give us three in a row, different different flavors of the Randy that we could use for working class bow hunter. Wait, wait, wait. I got this. Hey everybody, this is Randy Burrison. I can't get to my phone right now. Just leave me a message. message. <laughs> <laughs> is that your voicemail? Sweet Jesus. <laughs> we'll add that in somewhere. <laughs> I need. Can we? Can we do that for the people? Absolutely. I, I think it'd be fun for people to listen to. And then Joe, if you want to throw in a couple, that'd be great. And, and feel free. If, if nobody cares about who I am, yeah. But I, I'm yeah, a, I, I want them for my own personal. We do. Library. I care. Or maybe Joe needs to go first at this Joe, point. Joe, no. give me something to follow. Rant, no. Randy. Joe, give me two. Give me two. No. Dustin, you want to throw on? <clears> throat> 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 Clear the throat. Take a drink. I feel like it's Joe's turn. Give me two clean ones that I can actually this use. This is Joe. I'm first from Big Time. You're listening to Working Class Bow Hunter. <laughs> that was, ter- that was terrible. That's my, that's that's like shut up, Doug. That's my warm-up. Straight I mean, to the trash can. It's like some European influence on that <laughs> well, one. I, what the I, fuck was that? Okay, quite on set. Joe, I need another right. one. This is Joe Humphreys from Working Class. Not... Jeez. You're from Working Class. <laughs> the pressure of the mic. Y'all, the y'all pressure of the mic. There's that camera pressure. It, Just saying, this it, is. It really is. Carol, I can see It really is. This is I'm, the big I, time. I feel Dustin looking at me right now. I feel I'm like Randy's going to kill you out of the park. Okay, let's hear it. He, he is going to kill me. I know he is. Look he, at him. He's the guy in front of the camera. He sounds like a donkey. Can I give you a quick intro? For the podcast, and then you take it from there? Is it going to be ACDC? Yes. No, it's going to be the podcast intro. I don't know how I feel about that. Okay, ready? Here we go. And three, and two, and a one. You ready? You ready? Hey, y'all, this is Joe from Big Time. You're listening to Working Class Bohana. Pretty good, actually. It's not bad. I like it. I like that. I didn't know you're from. This, I didn't know you, you're that deep south. You want the building? He sounded like this. Yeah. I didn't know you're that deep okay. south. Oh, yeah, Does he really talk like that? No. No. I was vibing. I, I was vibing. Quite on set. Randy wants the the mini intro. You ready? You ready for this? Hey y'all, this Randy Bird's home. Hey guys, this is Randy Birdsong, and you're watching, listening. Come in. I just kicked your ass. You did. Oh All right. man! No, right, try, again, try again. Try again. Try again. I don't know why I said watching. Well, you because you're so video. used to it. You're so we used to it. Video. We are watching. Watching. Listening. We are watching. Are you still recording? Yeah, I'm on it, man. Hey guys, this is Randy Birdsong, and you're listening to Working Class Bow Hunter. I love it. See, that was perfect. That was clean. Give me a lispy one. Yeah, get, yeah, yeah. Hey guys, this is Randy Birdsong, and you're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. 
That's like some fucking 1065 shit. Yeah, right that there. was. 1069 the cock. What's up? 1069 the cock. <laughs> <laughs> it's aggressive. Uh, Randy Bird song. All right, you got, I'll give you guys the platform. Uh, where can people find you? Where can people watch it? I know we kind of covered it, but this is anywhere people, you want to plug, plug it away. Yeah, man. Instagram and Facebook, The Raven Project. And then also um, you can catch our stuff on Waypoint TV. MOTV, Realtree365, and then our YouTube channel. Perfect. Love it. The Any Raven la- Project. Any last words? Joe sucks. 100-pound rooster is a lot of cock. <laughs> <laughs> Go shoot your bow. We're in a red damn. Thanks for being here, fellas. Appreciate you guys. go out there and the fish are where you think they are any one of these casts could be the bite it's the most exciting fishing that i know right here at hawk's cave oh that's awesome experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer don't miss thursdays with saltwater experience brought to you by golden boat lifts every thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m eastern on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment